What's going on? It's your boy Mixmaster B here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast. No topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And we are in full-fledged WrestleMania week mode right now. And my guest tonight is a guy who I actually met at an autograph signing and found out the guy is like one of the biggest insiders when it comes to wrestling action figures. He's constantly posting about new updates, and we're going to talk a little bit about them tonight. And I welcome him in right now, Kenny from the Call Up Podcast. Kenny, what's going on? What's going on, brother? How's everything? Good, man. How are you? How are you celebrating WrestleMania week? I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the day. Are you? Are, is it? Is it really kicking in yet? I think a, a little bit. It's, it's a little different because I'm not there. Normally, I'm you know going to the event uh, this year. Obviously, with you know due to COVID, I decided not to go. Uh, but I'm I'm still you know busy you know doing stuff with the show and uh, doing reviews and posts. You know, so it's it's still a lot of work. Now, I mentioned you do the podcast, and it's it's not so much always about wrestling action figures. You do have yeah. some talent come on. First off, explain to me, you know, why you felt the need to do a podcast about wrestling action figures. So, I, it's funny. So, when I did this, I actually spoke about this the other day. Uh, when I started to take on this project of, of you know, coming up with a wrestling show, uh, it was mostly due to COVID because of us not being around each other anymore. Obviously meeting other people through like meet and greet and, uh, and going to like live events. I felt the need to reach out to, you know, to other people. So I came up with the, with the call of podcast to actually just, you know, talk to my friends on zoom and it just blew up to like other things where I started interviewing, um, you know, different talent from like, you know, Impact Wrestling, um, AEW and WWE, where like now it's just like a weekly thing where I'm just like having conversations with people just about wrestling. Which is really fun because, again, with not being able to go to a lot of shows during COVID, uh, we needed that fix somehow. And I can actually say I'm probably one of the day one listeners and fans of the Call Up podcast because I met you. Was it? I guess it would be almost like two years now, like right right before COVID started hitting. Um, yeah, I met you up in New York. We were at the Zelina Vega, you know, Thea Trinidad uh, doing we, an autograph we, signing. Yeah, we, we was up in the Bronx. Yeah, so we're up in the Bronx, and I met Kenny there. And you know, we're waiting in line, and I mean, obviously, you're waiting in line for hours for an autograph. So you start, yeah. you know, talking and, and BSing about wrestling and stuff like that. So. I actually knew you before the podcast, so it's been really cool to watch you kind of grow and build this podcast from being something that was just kind of like, eh, we're just going to talk about wrestling to now. You've had people like Moose on your podcast. You've had yeah. you know Heath Slater on your podcast. You've had so many guests on your podcast. Who's someone that you yeah. still want to get on the podcast? I mean, we all have you know our dream guests. Who's someone that you... You can maybe tease us a little bit that might be coming on or someone that you want to have on in the future. Oh, my God. I would will, I will love to sit down and uh, have a conversation with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he's, you know, one of, like, my favorite guys in the business. Um, you know, still trying to get those those big names, even though, you know, i uh fairly new to the uh, podcast world. So it's a, it's a little hard. So if anybody tries to, like, you know, start up a podcast, it's a lot of work, you mm -hmm. know, um, 
but I'm grateful for like the people who've come on, like Moose as, as a great guy from Impact Wrestling, who who came on the show and you know really didn't know anything about it after I explained it to him. You know he you know came on the show and he just said everything that he wanted to say and you know we still talk to this day. Um, Heath Slater is, is another person who who came on the show and actually started to become a friend now, where like we speak on a daily basis. You know, so it's the goal of what I wanted the show to be is actually coming true. Like I wasn't in it to, you know, be famous or make money. I just wanted to connect with other people the same way I connected with you when we met on the line. You know, that's that's like that's my personality. You know, I, I'm a people person. So, you know, missing that of going to events and meeting other people is, is great that I can have this platform now to actually do it. And one of the great things that I have to note about your podcast is how you interact with the guests and you're, you kind of bring it to a, like you have like a common of like scenario interest and everything. Cause you are a family man. I mean, you have what, two sons mm-hmm. of your own. So it yeah. was like the cool thing about listening to your podcast with Moose and with Heath Slater. It's just that, uh, that connection that you guys have where you break it down to like, you know, we're both family guys, you know, we both, you know, have wives. So, you know, we're talking to Moose about his wife. And, you know, he's later about his kids and that, that personal interaction. So, mm-hmm. but let me ask too. So you started getting heavy into the action figures. So yes. when was the first time that you started collecting action figures? Has this been like a lifelong journey or is it something that you've recently gotten into? So my best friend got me into uh, collecting action figures because before, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan. But I never collected anything, really, like, as far as, like, action figures or, like, title belts um, until I met my friend uh, Manny. And then he – I went over to his house. I seen everything he had, and he was just like, you telling me that you know all the stuff about wrestling and you don't collect any of this stuff? And I was like, no. I uh, started collecting about two, three years ago um, and just been hooked ever since. So, like, I just started meeting different people and, like, collecting different things so i went from um replica belts to action figures from action figures now i'm down to collecting like ring gear from um different talent so yeah the door is just like wide open now as far as things that i collect now i mean there's people who have been collecting action figures from you know the beginning of time mm-hmm. with pro wrestling and i guess i want to ask is how did you become so like the one of the guys that's like the be all to tell all when it comes to action figures. Like, who did you have to talk to to get the connects? Because anybody that follows you on your social medias, I mean, you've got the insider information. Whereas people have been fans and collecting forever, and are like, "Wait, I didn't know about that. How did he find out that information?" I gotta say, it's through the show. Um, just talking to different people, um, talking to Steve and Bill from Mattel. Um, you know, talking to, like, trying to, you know, send messages to uh, Jeremy Padawa from, you know, from Jazzwares and, you know, having, like, literally just conversations with these people as far as just saying, like, you know, like, what's coming out? What is your opinion on this? Why don't you guys do that? And, you know, and then just speaking to, like, uh, Matt Cardona and uh, Kurt Hawkins, who who are, like, really heavy into... um you know, the figure community and they're like so open to like have conversations with people. And then they plug you in 
to like other people who are in the industry where you can, you know, have like general conversations. So it's like, you know, you being the, the quote unquote, like geek in the crew actually helps you out in the long run because you meet all these different people and make all these like connections. And, you know, and that's how like the pages grew from there. It's just, Hey, do you want to sit down for an interview and just talk, you know? And I think now with, you know, with the show, if you look at like the newer episodes that are coming out, I kind of just stopped using the word interview and just start using the word conversation because that's exactly what we're having. It's just mm-hmm. straight up conversations about the things that we love. Now, what's the, the one figure that you have in your collection that is your most prized possession? So my most prized possession, I have to say, is my um, my custom Kenny Omega because it just looks so different from the way Jazzware made um, made their Kenny Omega. Like, I got this one from, from a guy named Mad Reaper. He does, like, amazing custom jobs um, for, like, anyone. And he did this piece for me, and I just loved it. Like, right down to the packaging, it just, just looks crisp. Now, how do you keep all these action figures in pristine condition? Because I said you do have two sons. Um, how do you mm-hmm. stop them from wanting to open these things up and play with them. Oh my God. I buy them action figures actually. So, <laughs> um, I like a lot of the, a lot of the figures that I buy, uh, some of them I open, you know, and I keep them, you know, in a, in a tote bag until I decide to display them all. And then others, when I knew, when I know I want to go meet this particular, uh, you know, talent, I'll keep it in the box. Um, I'll put it away like in a, in another box away from them. So they won't see it. Like I just got some some stuff in today, and I know if they were to see it, they're gonna try and take it away from me. So I I definitely <laughs> had to make sure that they didn't see that one. I feel like you have to buy some basic figures to kind of just like, yeah. you know, put in a corner, and then as they're playing with the basic figures, and you have to go mm-hmm. hurry up and hide the expensive stuff. Right. Um, but I tried that. I tried that though, <laughs> giving them like the basic free. But they're so smart; they know the difference. So they're like, "Well, Dad, I want that one." Because the you know the hands you can change the hands or mm-hmm. the arms move better on this one, so you know it it becomes costly at times. But I just love to see um, their reaction when it comes to things. If you guys go on the page, you know I do you know sometimes I do post you know some personal stuff as far as like having the kids on and you know letting them you know explain why they love their their toys so much. Uh, and then you you know you get to see that joy in their in their face, and other people just just love it. And shout out to your one son, the one video you did where you had him on where he was uh, talking smack. <laughs> I think you were like asking him, like, who certain wrestlers were? And he was like, he's garbage. And I'm like, yes. yeah. He, he was like, yeah, Daniel Bryan, he's trash. And I was like, and I'm just looking at him. And he was like, he looked at me like with his face. If you look at the video, he'll look at me with his face like, can I say that? Like, yeah. I said what I and said. I love- he was trash, Dad. <laughs> you know, that's that's funny that he just, you know. You got him at a young age hooked on the the whole action figure thing. Um, yeah. Do you do you find yourself having to buy like multiples, like you said, of action figures? Like I know people that buy multiples of sneakers because they wear one pair and they put one pair away. Like have you like have you ran into that yet? Where you felt like you had to like buy two of them to give one to the kids and one to put away? Yeah. So with the uh, couple of lines, like there's a couple of people that I had to buy like multiples of. So. Um, the Street Profits, uh, when they came out with their elites, 
um, I ended up buying, it was like six. So I bought like two, you know, except for me, except for them. So it, like, it came out to a pretty penny because they, you know, I had gotten them way before they had came out. So I was just like, okay. And then sure enough, like my son opens up the box, he takes out the toy, he's playing with it. I go to work and I get a phone call. Dad, I, br- I broke the arm. <laughs> and I was like, I, I like, and I, and I looked at it, I looked at my phone and I was like, I just got that for you today. Like, <laughs> like, how did you break the arm? But, um, but yeah, I don't know. But my kids know now they have like certain rules that they, you know, they have to like go by when it comes to like, like these toys now. As I said, and maybe they should, they should have them being like the testers at like Mattel or something to see the, yeah, dur- the durability what? of these figures. I mean, geez, one yeah. day. <laughs> You know, hopefully, I did put that into um, Mattel's ear as far as, like, getting, you know, like, having them test out stuff. So, let's see. Hopefully. Now, you mentioned you get some of these figures signed. What's the uh, the, the biggest star that you've had signed, and what figure was it? Uh, the biggest star, I have to say Bret Hart, and he signed the, uh, the King of the Ring Bret Hart, which is an exclusive to uh, Ringside Collectibles. Um that has to be like my like my biggest person so far that I've had anything signed. Everybody else is mostly like newer talent, like local. They you know the, everybody pretty much, like all the younger kids know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you mentioned about uh, having like these things signed. Where do you like? Where do you find the room to display all of these? Because I have quite a few action figures and. The ones that I have signed, you know, I try to display them. But, I mean, I got crates full of action figures that are just never getting displayed. Uh, where do you find room for all this stuff? And do you ever find, like, a point where you're saying to yourself, uh, maybe I need to stop or maybe I don't need this one? No, I mean, the way I have, the way I used to have it displayed was I used to have it in my living room because my wife actually let me put it in the living room. She just was like, okay. But, like, now since we're moving, a lot of my stuff is, is in um in boxes so to like to keep those like autographs making sure that like nothing happens to them you like have to like bubble wrap these things and like make sure you don't have them there for like a long period of time because you know it could smudge or like when you try to take it off the the bubble it'll stick mm-hmm. even though that it's still dry so you know you kind of have to like go back in and like unwrap it let it breathe for a little bit and then wrap it again you know after a couple of months now you mentioned ringside collectibles where do you find most of your your items like i know there's a lot of people that go out and they you know do the the figure hunting i enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. sometimes i get frustrated and you may have had conversations on ones that you know you're trying to find and you can't find it anywhere um what's what's your kind of your method or maybe your advice that you have to people that are trying to get some of these hard-to-find figures? Well, ringside collectibles is one. Like, if you don't want to go out there and do, like, figure hunting, like like most people do, of going to, like, Walmart or Target, um, you know, ringside collectibles will, like, I would say, like, 95% of the time will be, like, your number one go-to. Um, also, um, a friend of mine, he just opened up a shop not too long ago, Buy, Sell, Trade Toys. You can find him on um on instagram um he has like mostly like every single you know figure that you're looking for um you can even ask him and he'll go out and look look for it for you and you know give you give it to you at a reasonable price 
Now, what you know, fig- if you- well, I was going to say, well, what figure do you are you looking for right now that is on your bucket list that you have not been able to find? For me, I would have to say I need to complete the rest of the uh, wrestling buddies. Okay. So I I like to go back to, like, things that I had as a kid that I don't have now. Because, like, the newer, newer, um, you know, wrestling elites that come out, I can easily just get them. You know, I I can either, you know, go, like, to Amazon or hit up a friend and ask them to see if you can, you know, hunt it down for me or... Uh, go to ringside, but like the uh, like the older stuff, like the Hasbro's or the LJNs or the, like the wrestling buddies, like those. I need to like sit down, track them, make sure that they're good, and then actually like work out a price because people know that they have like something valuable, so they're gonna like price it really high, and then you guys gotta catch them at that right time when they're like, okay, I'll lower the price, and then you can just snag it up from there. Now, what's the most that you've ever spent on an action figure? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so my wife is not going to hear this. So I was going to say, that cool. was going to be my follow-up question, is how do you how do you maintain, you know, a healthy marriage? Like, your wife must have a lot of patience. The one, to be able to allow you to oh display the stuff in the living room <laughs> and to be able to, uh, you know, have, like, a, a budget or a bankroll for this. Listen, as long as the – she always tells me this. As long as the bills are paid, and I have money in my pocket where I, I don't go overboard. She doesn't care. She's just like, if that makes you happy, by all means, you know, buy away. And, you know, it's it's better than me being out outside someplace doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. You know, I'm I'm home talking about action figures, you know, <laughs> in my living room to, like, other people. So she doesn't care. She's, she finds it amusing. She's just like, you know, like, all these people want to hear something that you have to say. And I'm just like, yeah, like. You know, it's surprising, but it's true. But, um, but yeah, but the wrestling buddies, I would have to say, are like the second wave, because I have wave one. Um, wave two, it's a little more um, hard to track down. You know, when you when you find them, they're kind of like high price because those had like um, the uh, you know they had like Jake the Snake, they had um, Big Boss Man. Um, and that Legion of Doom. So, like, Legion of Doom is, like, the ones that are the most expensive. You know, people price them at, like, $600 because they know that they're really hard to find, you know. So, hopefully, by the, probably by the end of the year, you know, I'll post that I have all four, and I'll be done. Now, one of the great things that I always enjoyed about WrestleMania week would be going to Access and seeing Mattel have – a display of different action figures that would be soon be coming out. They would have prototypes. They would have all kinds of, you know, different things that are coming soon or, you know, only exclusives to say, like you said, ringside or exclusive to, like, Mm -hmm. access or something. Now, let us know some information that you have today because Mattel released some information. So kind of let the listeners know what you found out today. Yeah, so Mattel had their their unveiling of their new uh, elites. And basics today, so they had like Elite 86 um, come out today, which had like uh, Apollo, um, Triple H, um, and, and like a, a couple of other people there. Um, so basically, like those elites will be out probably like in another couple of months. Um, if you go to Ringside, you can actually pre-order those now. Um, we had some some basics as well. 
with um, like Dexter Loomis and a lot of those other people from like NXT, which a lot of the NXT guys, like if you're a big NXT person, you're going to get them in a basic form first. Because like Mattel loves to see how the basics will sell and then they'll move on from, you know, making them into like an elite where you can get like more stuff with it. So one of the things that was a big, you know, reveal for uh, for Mattel was um, a couple of years ago, they, they brought back retros, which was like the Hasbro type um, figures that we used to uh, play with when we were kids. Um, they brought those back two years ago and they, they kind of just stopped. And everybody kept asking, like, when are we going to get more? So finally, they're bringing those back. And uh, they're going to start off with um, with Piper and uh, Mean Gene Oakland. So those are like the first two that are going to come out um, back from the retro line, which is like, you know, great news for people like myself that like love that old school look. And you can see some of these photos through your Instagram at uh, yeah. the call up. So D-A-C-A-L-L-U-P, the call up. Yep. You can check out the images of these. And you mentioned about the retro figures. I want you to talk a little bit about the uh, the zombie sailor toys because they do a lot of stuff with the the retro design. What are your yeah. thoughts on those products? So zombie sailor, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he decided to um, listen to everybody, and he ended up getting himself into the figure line. Now he was, you know, mostly known for doing like pins, um, but this time he's doing retros, and he has come out with this line that I have to say is, like, going to give Mattel a run for their money because he used the original guy that um, designed the original Hasbro's. So, like, you know, if you look at the prototypes, I have some of them on my page. Um, they look realistic. Like, they look like the old-school um, Hasbro's that we grew up playing with, but just with, a, like, a splash of, like, new modern-day era um, feel. You know, because if you look at, he came out with uh, Matt Cardona, who was uh, Zack Ryder in uh, WWE. If you look at the Mattel, Zack Ryder, Retro, and Zombie Sailors um, Retro, they look completely different. Like, he looks more like Matt Cardona in Zombie's, um, you know, toy line rather than the way Mattel did theirs. Now, what is what is one of the uh, talents out there that you wish would have their own figure that hasn't put hasn't had a figure designed for them yet. Oh my god, there's there's so many. Uh Raquel Gonzalez is one I can't wait for her to get um you know an action figure. I know she's gonna end up getting one soon. She just won the um uh, the women's um NXT title. Um who else? Dexter Loomis just got a, a basic, but they should have just made him an elite. Like if you know who Dexter Loomis is, you you can see like his uh, like his facial expressions is just so toyetic. Um, also, everybody from from Impact Wrestling, like like these guys, they need like that company needs to have like their own figures done because they just have some amazing talent. When I was talking to Moose um, about it on the show. You know, he said that he didn't really know whether or not they were going to, you know, go to that process. And I told him, like, you know, the writing is on the wall when it comes to these fans. And they're going to definitely want that because, you know, the figure community is, like, all about exactly what it is, just figures. Like, it doesn't matter what company it comes from. And you can clearly see it 
with like Jazzwares and Mattel and Zombie Sailor and like Nerds Clothing, like they're all getting into this game, like providing us with so much stuff. And it's just like, you know, do we have the money to spare? Yeah. And it all comes down to detail too, because you mentioned Impact Wrestling and I can, I, I can point to one. I'm look, looking at it right now. And it's a uh, AJ Styles Impact Wrestling. It's like Genesis Series One, and it's just like it just looks nothing like AJ Styles. Like the head is just too big. The body is like a little weird shaped. Um, I guess what my question would be to follow up on that is what is what is your favorite line of all time, and what is a line that you're like you just shake your head and say they should have never put that out. So I start off with the shaking my head part. So um, if you know Figures Toy Company, um, they're better known as uh, FTC. Um, they came out, they, they come out with different, um, figures from, like, from time to time. And, like, when you look at these, you know, like, the designs on the box, they look great. And then when you get them in your hand and you look at the actual figure itself, you're like, what the hell is this? Like you kind of, <laughs> like you kind of like regret buying it. It's almost like a hit or miss because, like for me, they remind me of the um, oh my god, what is that horror movie with with the dolls that come to life? <laughs> There's probably so many <laughs> that follow. Yeah, that so, so if you, so if anybody, when I mean, you guys are listening to this, if you think about like those dolls that just like those creepy looking dolls that will come to life and try to attack you, like that's what. FTC dolls look like like they literally look like they're gonna like wake up one day tie you up to the bed and like try and take out like your liver or something like it's just it's just crazy like I don't I don't get it but um but for me I say like my favorite lines um I really don't have a favorite one because there, there's so many um if it had to be outside of wrestling I'm most likely I'm, I'm gonna end up saying it's NECA because they just make all their action figures look so good, you know, like um, down to like the way they, they display like the Ninja Turtles, um, you know, cartoon line was like great to me. It, it brought me back to like my childhood and it, you know, and I, that's why I love just collecting like from, from their line. Um, like when it comes to Mattel, obviously like their, their um, elites are something that I love to collect because they just, they go into great detail, um, you know, when it comes to each, talent that they use now i want to talk a little bit about nxt as we're pre-recording this this is being recorded before night two. First off let me get your feedback on night one what was some of the highlights that you had from night one so night one was great um the only thing i just didn't like was like the way peacock and usa were trying to like balance out um their feed you know uh i guess you know just me being the type of person I am, I wish they just would have just left it on one network. Uh, but besides that, I mean, every single match uh, stole the show. Um, Pete Dunne once again showed why he's, you know, so good at what he does at such a young age. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, he went toe-to-toe with Walter, and Walter just, you know, sold so much from him, which which is great. You know, and, like, I can't wait to see these guys go back at it again. I, I hope there's a rematch, you know, down the line between those two. Um, Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai um, closing out the show was something that, you know, NXT needed. Because I don't really think, like, having night one and, and, like, having them in the middle of the card 
would have done them justice. Like they went all out, you know, and I know uh, Raquel Gonzalez personally. So um, to see all her hard work, you know, pay off is like, it's great. It's like seeing a, you know, seeing your friend, you know, make it to like where they're, you know, achieving their goals. And I remember I sent her a message last night just saying like, like this is only step one. You know, you have so much more to like, to go and I know you're going to kill it every single time. And I was the same way with the USA and Peacock. I originally started watching on USA and then I switched over to Peacock when they started doing like the picture in picture, but Peacock was not doing a picture in picture, which is continuing to go with it. So I ended up watching it the rest of the way through Peacock. Um, what is, what is your expectations for tonight? Night two, we have, you know, the big NXT championship match and then we had the unsanctions match. So, what are you most looking forward to? Um, the unsanctioned match, I'm definitely looking forward to because anybody who's followed um, Adam Cole and, uh, and Kyle O'Reilly, these two, every single time they go into the ring with each other, they put on like a five-star match. I remember them being in, um, you know, Ring of Honor and just bringing the house down the way they were, you know, they went at each other. So I know that, you know, they're definitely going to steal the show. Then you have Finn Ballard and, you know, Killian Cross. Um, Finn has been, you know, unbelievable since he's come back to, uh, to NXT. So I'm kind of hoping he retains the, you know, the title. If he doesn't, then I hope, hopefully he stays in NXT. Um, Cause I, I just don't see him, you know, doing anything else. Like say like a SmackDown or like a raw, um, you know, like the way he's doing, the way he's doing it now. Yeah, and it, it, feel, it feels like with Adam Cole and O'Reilly, I feel like those two are just so synopsis with each other. You know, they're like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like, those two have mm-hmm. gone up and down the roads traveling together, and every promotion and every, you know, organization they've been in, they've had such great matches. So it was only a matter of time before we, you know, get the, the NXT and then, you know, the WWE version of that story being told. And then uh, with the Cross and Finn Balor match, you know, if Finn retains, does does Cross go to, you know, the main roster? There's been talk about him, you know, on a fast path to getting to the main roster. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, after tonight he's through with NXT and, you know, is going to be making an appearance, maybe possibly WrestleMania. You know, you never know. We'll see, you know, what goes on with that. But what's your what's your thoughts for night one and night two? Of WrestleMania, what are you most anticipated to see? I mean, for night one, I definitely want to see Bianca Belair and um, and Sasha Banks just go at it. Hopefully, they are the um, the main event. Um, I don't know this year. I'm really not too excited about Mania. I guess it's just because of the way the card is, um, it doesn't feel like a lot of the same people who were in last year's WrestleMania are not even there. Um, you know, we don't have Becky, obviously, because, you know, she just had a baby. Um, Charlotte is not in it. Um, surprisingly enough, Bailey is not in it as well. Um, but then you have, like, these really good matches, like Roman Reigns and, and Edge and uh, Danny Bryan, which, like, I'm hopefully, you know, Danny Bryan can, you know, walk away uh, champion and we can get that whole field that we had before with him when he fought uh, Batista and uh, Randy Orton. Um, but I'm just waiting to see what exactly, like, how 
the crowd is going to be because this is going to be the first pay-per-view uh with fans you know like actual live fans is not you know video or you know click here to be on the feed type of thing like i want to see how like the talent is going to react now that they're actually wrestling in front of fans again and i and i'm so happy just to be able to say that one, first off, that I'm fully vaccinated, and, you know, hopefully everybody, I encourage everybody out there to get vaccinated and, you know, do your part to kind of stop the spread of this this pandemic and this virus. And we're moving in the right direction to see things like WWE doing live events again mm-hmm. on a magnitude of WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm not going to be one of these guys that's going to go on social media, you know, and just shit all over WWE because, like I said, it's... I, I'm just excited to be able to say that we're having, like, a legit WrestleMania again. You know, so they're getting a one-off on me here uh, as far as the crowd. And, you know, um, like I said, it's just it's it's just good for them, you know, that they're going to be there. But I think a lot of the buildup for WrestleMania was because we didn't have a live crowd. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's going to feel different than it did mm-hmm. in the past. Um so, I mean, I've had a lot of people come on and say, and people just talking through social medias about how the buildup for this year's WrestleMania was kind of lame. And I say, yeah, but you got to remember, though, is that, like, it's – I feel like we're also in a bit of a transition, too, you know, because for so many years, you know, we've had the, the Undertaker match. You knew that was, like, a match that was always going to be on the card, you know, or Triple H. But now we have Shane. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think I think Shane McMahon is gonna be like the new um, Undertaker, where like he's always gonna have a match, you know, most of like every uh, WrestleMania because he he had one last year, he had one year before that, uh, he's having one this year. Uh, so like you know, as long as he's still around, and he can start kicking, you know, like like the Undertaker does. We're gonna have we're gonna have ourselves a Shane match. Um, there is one person that I'm looking forward to because I want to see how he's going to act. And that's Bad Bunny. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's living his dream right now. You know, he's like the, he's like the fan. He's like that, you know, that fan that we all, we all are. And we wish that we can be in the ring and, and do something with WWE. Um, you know, you, you read the reports where he's, he's taking this very, you know, really serious right now. And, and that's a good thing. You know, he's being humble. He's, shaking everybody's hand, asking questions. So I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table against, you know, the Miz and, uh, and Morrison. And I just had Gabby Ortiz on the podcast and she was making the same sentiments as you were saying is that, you know, for anybody to come into her world who is humble Mm -hmm. and is saying, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to move to Orlando. I'm going to train at the PC. I'm going to do everything that I need to do to, be in the best condition that I can be in and best possible training that I can have prior to the match, all the while respecting the business. And I think the promo that he did on Monday Night Raw, you know, he really hit home with that. You know, I get it. It's a promo. It's to hype up a match and everything. But there was a lot of realness in that promo where he was like, you know, I love this business. You know, my family, we watched it together. You know, it's cool when I'm okay when celebrities come in, when they are experts and know the business and respect the business and they, you know, not to steal a phrase from the rock, but they know their role in the business. You know, they're not just coming in for uh, a payday or a quick, you know, 
you know, payoff. Because like Gabby was saying right. on the show, she's like, he doesn't need the money, which is true. He don't need the money. So the fact that he's actually doing this because he actually loves the business is really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the because you can see it that he's just having like a really great time. Um, so like I said, I'm curious to see what he's going to do. And we'll see what happens this weekend. Like I said, a lot of people were complaining about, you know, the buildup. And, you know, these are the same people that would complain about part-timers coming in or, you know, one-off matches, you know, once-a-year type guys. And I'm like, well, okay, for the same people that are complaining that they don't build new stars, maybe this is an opportunity. You know, maybe this is, you know, like yeah. a little bit of a transition. You know, I can – I mean, you and me can remember when there was – that transition from, you know, the, the next generation to the attitude error, you know? So it was like, oh, it yeah. was, there was times where we've had some pay-per-view events where we saw some guys that were like, yeah, I don't know if this guy is really the right guy. And then we come find out that he was the right guy, you know, and he should have been yeah, in that, true. in that position. So I'm giving them a one-off and it's good for them right now. Like if you're going to try anything new, this would be the time to try it, you know, like see, oh, yeah. see what's going to happen, you know, just kind of throw it on the wall and see if it sticks because, you know, eventually, yeah, we are going to need new stars and we are not going to be able to rely on, you know, the Triple H's and Undertaker's and, you know, Shane's, you know, and stuff like that where every year they're going to be uh, in a match. So uh, it should be interesting to see what's going to happen this weekend. But um, I want you to go again and let everybody know where they can find you at with your podcast as well as your social medias. Where can everybody stay in contact with you and get all the greatest and latest in toys information? Well, you can catch me every Monday. I post new videos um, and the audio um, podcast versions of my show, The Call of Podcast. Uh, you can find those like on Apple Play and Spotify and YouTube. Um, you can also catch me on Thursdays. I teamed up with a great group of guys um, from the Run-In Podcast. Um, you can catch me every Thursday on there, um, giving my opinions on, on stuff as far as, like, impact wrestling and uh, and doing corrections as far as, like, wrestling knowledge, per se. Um, and then on pay-per-views, you can, you know, if you're on Facebook, um, you can find me on the uh, the Fake Cave group. On, uh, on Facebook, I teamed up with them as well, uh, and we do reaction shows um, every single pay-per-view. So we had one last night um, for NXT TakeOver. Obviously, we're having one tonight again for NXT. Um, and then for WrestleMania weekend, we'll have those as well. Um, and you can find us. That's uh, uh, Fig Cave. That's F-I-G-C-A-V-E. Um, just type that into Facebook and, you know, search for us. Join the group, you know, if you're a figure collector. Um, it's great because we always, you know, sell, resell uh, figures, but at retail price, we never try to give you, like, an eBay price at all. Um, so that's one of the things why, you know, people just love to, like, you know, follow the group. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at the same, you know, uh, name, the club, you know, D-A-C-A-L-L-U-P. Uh, shoot me a message. I love talking to people. I love having people come on the show and just talk wrestling like I do now. So, you know, definitely hit me up. Well, Kenny, we appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your wealth of knowledge with us about wrestling action figures. And uh, it's been really cool getting to know you and saying that I've, again, I'm a day one, you know, like the Usos, I'm day one-ish right now, you know, to say that I've seen you you build and we just wish you continued success with building up the podcast. And I uh, can't wait to hear and see more exclusive news from you. 
Oh, man, thank you for having me on. Not a problem, man. You have a great one. Hey, this is Kenny from the Call of Podcast, and you're listening to Mixmaster B on MMB Radio.